You are listening to Social Bees Radio, where we put the honey in the honey pots. I'm your director, the Rickster, and if you ever wanted to know everything and anything about Web3, crypto, or NFTs, you're in the right place. So fasten your seatbelt, get ready, and let's get started. Well, good day. Welcome back to the Swarm Unplugged. Today, we have a very special and exciting guest that uh, most of us know, and those that don't will learn something about uh, this person today and about the Project uh, Web3 they are working on. And at this point, I'd like to bring on the infamous, the famous, the Web3 educator and entrepreneur, Will T. Welcome, Will. How are you? Hey, Rickster. Thanks for having me on. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, actually. Awesome. The last couple of weeks, uh, actually two and a half weeks, I had the pleasure of skipping out of New York, heading down to Florida to visit my family. Oh, nice. Uh, my trip was uh, scheduled to go from the 9th to the 23rd, which is yesterday. And uh, by some odd means, I was held hostage and I, at this point, I don't even have a return flight. That is the well, time. It's, not, it's so. not a bad place to be held captive in, in, in sunny Florida, right? No, not at all, especially with the family that I have. And it was uh, just a marvelous time. We threw a surprise party for my sister, a 70th party that went over, fant- you know, absolutely fantastic. But let's not talk about me. I was just going to ask you, I was just going to ask you, are you on the Gulf side or the Atlantic side? I am on the east side, about uh, 40 minutes north of Lauderdale. Um, okay. My okay. brothers and sisters live about 30 minutes apart uh, up the east coast. Awesome. Very good. So, very, very nice to be here. But listen, uh, I hear through uh, yeah. rumor and discussions and uh, on the web that uh, Will T, uh, Web3 Educator, has a project a Web3 project that uh, I've known about for quite a long time, only by its name and not really in in the depth that uh, I was exposed to it last night. And uh, the project, I believe, if uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is Reach One, Teach One, which is a marvelous uh, coin of words to begin with. Great, great, you know, title for your project. Tell us a little bit about the the project, Will, or maybe in detail and how it started and where you expect it to go. Yeah, thanks for that. That's a a great question. And truly, um, it's not my own original thought necessarily. I'm sure I was inspired at some point. Either it was from an NFT conference in Arizona where someone said, man, if we only have the ability to reach out to one person and teach one person, um, or it might have been in Atlanta, you know, I'm not really sure. Uh, it might have come to me in a, in a dream too, right? But uh, essentially, as I started wrapping my brain around this concept and started uh, having some more provocative thought around it, um, you know, it's, it's really something that can morph into something amazing and fantastic. So just a little bit of the background, if you will. Um, so reach one, teach one, the focus is about web three education. 
Um, its uh, ethos is to reach one person, teach one person, and then that person should be empowered with enough knowledge to go teach, you know, two people. And then if those two people teach four and those four teach eight, so forth and so on, it starts to propagate and exponentialize. Um, so it's really about empowering people with the education of Web3. And as I get more granular with it, as I get deeper into the details with it, it's truly something that can embrace, um, you know, it's, I refer to it as like a program mm -hmm. right now, based on the conversations I've been having in my Twitter spaces, um, based on the research that I've done. There's very little in terms of formal content out there or formal traditional curriculums of what we would expect from an edu educational platform. So, so this to me, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to no, say, so, in, in thinking it in the form of a curriculum, like a, an educational institution, right. what would be the, the mechanism to share that curriculum? Would it be in a program that you have a, you know, sort of a list of different subjects you'd like to learn and then that would open up into uh, content in a PDF, in a text or stuff like that? Or would it be web-based and you had the opportunity to download it or just see it online? What, what do you envision that level of it? Well, that's a great question. So back to what I was saying. So I saw that there was a need for this, right? Um, there are a few out there. There is one out there that if you want to learn how to become a smart contract developer, they'll take you through uh, a college style course uh, that goes from freshman to senior. And then you graduate, you get a nice, wonderful certificate saying that you're certified by this entity, uh, which is a DAO. Um, they're called Learn Web 3 DAO. And then you're certified by them that you're, you know, a master of that skill of being a smart contract developer. So where I see uh, Reach One, Teach One fitting into the overall ecosystem, it can embrace people who are already here in Web3 that want to get a little more expansive on their knowledge base. Maybe they want to explore out into another area. Maybe they're like a, a traditional artist and they want to learn how to create music. Um, or say if it's somebody just brand new, fresh off the street, this is pretty much a, a grassroots program. So if somebody fresh off the street, they want to learn about what's going on over here, it'll have the ability to teach that too. As far as the formalized curriculum, um, I believe it starts with online education. We're in a digital age. There's no reason why people can't learn from the comfort of, of their own home. And it'll be self-paced. So it'll be based on their time that they want to put into it, um, is how I see it starting off. Eventually, mm -hmm. I see this as something that be, could be incorporated into a metaverse with an actual live educator running the lesson plan. Um, part of the inspiration for this came from a gentleman that I'm connected to on Twitter, who's been a regular contributor to my Twitter space under Reach One Teach One. His name is Mr. G. And so Mr. G has this, uh, and he's been doing a lot of exploration and his own research about what's called a learn to earn program. Mm -hmm. Learn to earn programs or models are essentially the opposite of the standard tuition-based educational models. So instead of you having to pay to learn something, um, you'll be rewarded for learning something, which I think is a very interesting 
exciting and refreshing concept all by itself. Now, when you combine that with the power of community, when you uh, combine that with the power of Web3, open sourcing and a collaborative effort, it becomes that much more of a robust proposition for people to entertain. Absolutely. Uh, I do agree with you. The, the learn to earn uh, phase of this is absolutely, totally anti-education that we know of it today, especially higher education, where, you know, the, fun, the, the, the required funds and costs are just so prohibited. Uh, where do you anticipate um, the actual funds to come from and, and generate enough to have this earn to learn? What would they be earning? Would it be crypto? Would it be, uh, obviously they'd earn a level of achievement that they can go out and reach that level and become educators themselves. But from the lower level of earn to learn, what would you expect and where would you expect those funds to come from to be able to generate that? Yeah, so that's a, that's a great question. And I believe it starts from the bottom up uh, with that. So one, finding the people that want to learn and what do they want to learn about? That would be probably a focus group study that could be accomplished. You know, bring them into a Zoom, say, hey, you know, we're, we're thinking about this. What are you excited about? What do you want to learn about? As far as the rewards mechanism, I see it as... Um, so in corporate America, I did regularly function as a project manager outside of being a business strategist. The two job functions kind of intertwined. So just putting on my project manager hat for a moment. Um, as they achieve certain milestones within the curriculum, so say they, they complete a lesson plan, right? They would get an, a special NFT called a POAP, which is proof of authentic participation. So as they collect these POAPs, they then become like badges, you know, badges mm -hmm. that I completed this curriculum or I completed this specific lesson plan. So they're tied to that. At the end of the course, so say you, Rickster, you want to learn about how to create an NFT, build a community around a music project. You complete the entire curriculum. Um, then you get an NFT certifying you as a mastery of that skill. And, and it would be an actual, like, full-blown NFT that could have real value uh, in know, at, at least to you, but it would add real value to um, potentially the marketplace. And it would give you a higher level of credibility that cannot be denied because it's stored on the blockchain, if that makes sense. Yes, but As, these NFTs, we certainly, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, we couldn't, uh, if they did increase in value, there's no way you can sell that because the purchaser would have to have that level of expertise to be able to utilize it. Right, it to right. Be more of a personal, I have an entity that, that, you know, tells the, the world that I've reached a certain level in my education and, and reaching that level, I become now the teacher. Yes, yes. And so the, the way I see this program developing is kind of like an on-the-job training um, similar to a mentor style program where like a mentor could take on two to three mentees, um, walk them through the entire process. There will be a hands-on uh, aspect to it as well to display the mastery of certain skills. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be absolutely yeah. um, amazing once it gets fully developed. Now to go back to your question about the funding. So I believe that this starts inside of a DAO. 
um, it gets accepted and support from a DAO um, to get to a certain level of funding. To get more increased funding, then that DAO or members of that DAO go out and find other DAOs that have a very similar focus and they look to incorporate other communities. So this is something that in my mind, just you know, from a global macro uh, perspective of the entire ecosystem of Web3, it can be very collaborative and it can be multiple entities that fund and support it to keep it, you know, to keep it going forward mm -hmm. and to keep it ever evolving and maturing. And from the, the DAO standpoint, uh, assuming that a DAO did accept this and want to participate in it, that would be a feed for new members for that DAO. Every student uh, could be exposed to that DAO and, and that DAO could potentially ex explode as far as size goes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the, the possibilities are endless. I mean, think about, so like what we know, close to our own heart, Social Beast DAO. And we put together a proposal, the proposal gets they say, okay, now go do this, go build this, right? Mm -hmm. And then we go under construction and we build it and everybody's like, oh man, this is awesome. This is wonderful. I got to tell my friends about it. Well, telling your friends about it, how are they going to participate? Being a token gated DAO, I mean, they may have to, you know, get an NFT to actually participate. Mm -hmm. But then as it starts propagating outside of just that one initial ecosystem or that one initial community, um, then there may be other mechanisms put in place uh, in terms of participation. But mm -hmm. initially, like I said, it's grassroots effort. It's got to start somewhere. Um, so why not start with the social bees DAO? Well, absolutely. And, and I can see this over time, you know, DAOs cross-platforming and, and one person could be, you know, a member of multiple DAOs supporting them oh, in yeah. different ways. So that's fantastic. And even, and even the inter interoperability of going across various blockchains as well. I mean, right. that's being worked on on a daily basis. People are working to, um, I mean, there are some bridges that exist. Now, what a lot of people need to understand is that the bridge creates a, um, a risk or a point of entry where, you know, the blockchain or activity on the blockchain could be compromised. Mm -hmm. So I know that the people that build these bridges, they're focused very highly on safety and security and locking down these bridges to where they can't be compromised, right? That's but at the expect. end of the day, yeah, when you talk about the speed of the rate, the interoperability between you know, various blockchains is being developed on a daily basis, um, you know, we'll wake up a, a year from now, in my mind at least, and we'll be able to go, hey, you want to take your Ethereum NFT over to and go play in Cardano or what have you, right? So, yeah, very cool. Earlier, you had mentioned that this project, and you are not the only mastermind in this project. Uh, right. You're at the stage where you can disclose, you know, who the other masterminds of this project are, or too early? Um, well, I, th I mean, I think it's a little bit early, and that's a topic of discussion for another time. Gotcha. Uh, what I what I can say is the you know the people I've already outlined here in this um, discussion are points of inspiration for this, mm -hmm. and as we keep moving forward through the process of forming an actual project around this, getting the support initially of the grassroots community 
to support this and, and maybe give some initial funding to it. Um, we'll see how it develops. And yeah, absolutely. I'll be happy to come on here and give you regular updates if, if that's what's required. Excellent. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, going back to the uh, earn to learn integration, um, I would imagine at some point, you know, in the development and the expansion of this, that you're going to have an earn to teach where the teachers are going to be compensated at some point. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, I, I think that can be baked in right out of the get go that'll be attractive to somebody who wants to participate at an educator level. Now, in order to be a qualified educator, you may have to go through a rigorous interview process that is reviewed by your peers um, on the basis of a, a mastery of the knowledge base required to teach other people. Mm -hmm. um, but that being said, once you pass that initial assessment, absolutely, you should be compensated for your time. So we'll have to figure out all the mechanics and all the details surrounding that. Um, but yeah, having educators and learners compensated alongside each other for one, um, doing something that they are very passionate about, two, um, learning and, and developing a new skill. I mean, here's a prime example. I've had some private conversations with some people and they just don't know how they fit into Web3. Mm -hmm. So this will create that pathway for them to figure out how they're going to fit into Web3. You know, um, let's say an electrical engineer, right? They don't know how they're going to fit into Web3 because they might not be excited about becoming a blockchain developer. But they're looking at schematics and drawings all day. Well, why couldn't they be a metaverse architect? Because that's essentially what it is when you break it down at the end of the day with all the wireframing and the design elements that need to go into it. So, I mean, there's just a lot of possibilities. Or even out there. a teacher uh, within one's field. Yeah. I mean, everybody, and, you know, a profession that they're skilled at with various levels. Yeah. Turning that around and bringing others on as meant, you know, a mentor to somebody else is certainly another avenue of what they can be doing in Web3. So, I absolutely love your project. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. I have one other question. And uh, in a previous conversation, you said that, you know, you never, ex your expectations of this project were on one level. And over time, it has expanded beyond your, your imagination. Um, yeah. What made that happen? I mean, how did you come to that epiphany saying, well, I've got, you know, a uh, a bundle of things here and now I can't even fit them in my entire cart. Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. And I, I believe a lot of that just comes through experience. Even when I was working in, in the corporate world, I was always a big picture thinker. I like to think about the whole piece of the pie, not just my own little segment. Um, I've always been like a bottom line contributor, uh, if that makes sense. So thinking from that perspective, from the whole global ecosystem of Web3 and everything that it contains, um, you know, part of it uh, kind of taking on a life of its own now, but it's getting, uh, you know, some decent traction and getting some, some good uh, support and praise for the program. Um, I believe part of that comes from that nobody's done this yet. Mm -hmm. Nobody has figured out how to construct a system that would function in this manner. 
Um, So I I think that's part of where it comes from. Now, there are some developed curriculums out there, and I I am looking at those models. I did point out one earlier. There are some other ones out there. But at the end of the day, I think that there may be some um, challenges for people to participate. There is one um, I'm looking at that's like an accredited European higher learning institution. But at the end of the day, in order to get your certificate, you have to mint the NFT. Wow. and pay for that mint of that NFT. Well, why should you have to pay if, if you're the learner and you're getting rewarded along the way? Mm-hmm. Not not just through the knowledge that you're getting, but also you're being rewarded. Like, so the difference, reach one, teach one, you get rewarded in like mini NFTs along the way, known as pull-ups. And then at the end, you know, eventually you'd be, you wouldn't necessarily have to mint it and pay for it yourself as far as the uh, the final NFT that you get for your accreditation or, or what have you. So now, would you imagine in the process of these mini uh, NFTs, somebody has to burn them and then they get the the, the, the master one or? I mean, know? that could be, you yeah. know, that could be the case. Okay. Now that you've collected, say it's a, you know, say it's a 12 uh, series cool. course or whatever. So now that you've collected all 12, now in order to get the final one you have to burn it. I mean, that's an interesting proposition. That's something definitely we could entertain. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, there's people in this space that are smarter than myself um, that I'm going to have to partner with to figure out all these finer details. But mm-hmm. and I'll take inspiration and collaboration along the way. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. That's what mm-hmm. this space is all about. Um, but you know, well, we need to find other people to work with as well to effectuate this. Even in that simple example of, you know, getting your 12, you know, minis and then yeah. burning it, you're, again, you're teaching the student what it is to burn a token or to burn an NFT. So it's an education right. process all along. Well, where, if any, at this point, I know it's very early in, in your stage of development, can people learn or find out more about this? I mean, do you have um, I would yeah. say I, I would say right now um, they just need to tune in to the spaces that I'm hosting. Okay. Um, over the last six weeks, I've developed uh, what probably upwards of 25 hours of content um, that I've downloaded off of Twitter. That's um, in my estimation is being prepared to be broadcast out on podcast uh, podcast channel. So if they just follow me on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is at WillTSBUDAO. Um, follow me on Twitter, join the spaces and, and learn more about it. We're going to have more developed conversations starting next week about this. And of course, the AKA is Kingfisher's Corner. Right. Well. So yeah. so that was one thing about my branding and my spaces I had to think long and hard about. So King, think of it this way. Kingfisher's Corner is the media producer of the Reach One Teach One program at this point in time. Excellent, excellent. Well, yeah. when uh, the time comes where you have a, you know, some sort of either a holding page or a developed, uh, we'll call it a website, just for your use of terminology where people can go and learn about it, I certainly would love to have you back and, and you know, sure. tell people who are interested in your project, which I, uh, which I absolutely love, how they can get involved and, and, you know, maybe even have some sort of a, you know, in people wanting to help your project, what what is it that they can do or how can they help you at this point? What would you need from, let's say, the bees, social bees, in helping you accelerate this? Yeah, I think a lot of the social bees uh, know how to get a hold of me directly. If you don't, 
uh, Twitter DMs are always good. I'm, I mean, I'm on Twitter probably eight to 10 hours a day. And, and that's, that's no, no doubt about that. Well, um, you so definitely are. Even, even in my communication with you this morning, uh, I was like, what is Will doing up at four in the morning? <laughs> Anyways. Um, so that being said, the reason for the rebranding, I just want to put a little bit more clarity into this. Um, so a year from now, when people are like, well, where, where are we going to go? You know, where are we going to go find out information uh, on Twitter about Web3 education? Well, we're all going to go to Kingfisher's Corner and learn about Reach One, Teach One. So that's just kind of the thought process behind that. I think it's a fun little play. No, it definitely but, is. I mean, go. You, you know, you know, we'll see. If somebody has a designated area in yeah. their title, you know, yeah. and again, a corner could, you know, obviously occupy more space than you can imagine <laughs> as a corner of something. But King, and and tell us how you came up with the word King Fisher. So King Fisher actually comes from my days at the Art Institute. Um, I was in a media design program where we had to come up with a very unique pseudonym to use in the industry, to be known by in the industry. Um, I was a avid bird watcher growing up. And so one day I just did a search on, you know, exotic birds of the world. I came across the Malachite Kingfisher. I fell in love with it. I took on that moniker. That was uh, circa 2001. Wow. Um, and it's stuck with me ever since as a nickname. Um, I do have one of my socials set up as that is my first name and then my real last name. Um, but yeah, that's where the inspiration from that comes from. And it's just been around for the past two decades. And, you know, I decided to run with it and turn it into a brand. Well, I think that uh, we have learned this firsthand for the first time on the Swarm Unplugged. Uh, no doubt. I know people, when they see King Fisher, you know, are you in the fishing industry? I mean, <laughs> you've actually given us a giant nugget here, knowing that that comes from a, uh, a very uh, what'd you say famous or bird i know bird but it was uh, yeah. an exotic bird exotic bird yeah malachite kingfisher I, i'm gonna look that up after this uh session closes. oh it's a beautiful yeah. bird beautiful, beautiful bird well yeah. will i i thank you so much for coming on and and going over your teach one reach one project i'm definitely a, a very solid person that's interested and i believe this is a great you know project and I see it developing into something much bigger than you even think right now, which is oh, yeah. more than you thought, you know, three months ago. So absolutely, absolutely. And good luck. And uh, thank you for coming on to the Swarm Unplugged. And we'll let you get back to your daily life. I know you got to get back to work uh, in your early morning's time. And again, thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. My pleasure, Rick. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And I look for more to talk about how uh, Reach One, Teach One is going to impact the masses when it comes to Web3 education. You bet. And my doors are always open. Thank you, Will. All right. Thank you, sir. You bet. Well, that was quite an exciting episode. Uh, Will T and uh, his Teach One, Reach One, Reach One, Teach One program, I think is very exciting. And uh, if you have any questions about it or like to jump on board to give him some help, support, or otherwise, uh, we'll know how to reach him. But again, thank you for uh, participating in the Swarm Unplugged. Uh, we'll see you next week at the same time and the same place.
You have been listening to Social Bees Radio, where we put the honey in the honey pots. Make sure to check out our next episode of Social Bees Radio. Till then, signing off.